Welcome everyone to the Atomic Cinema Experiment. I am Peter, and joining me as always is Tara. Greetings, citizens. Just fixing my camera there for a little touch. I was like, the way it looked too short on, on video. I can't be having that. This is a science fiction movie podcast. We get together, we've watched a sci-fi movie, we talk about it. And coming up on today's show, we are returning to the Predator franchise. We did Predator. We did Predator 2. And you're thinking, Predators is next? Well, no, not really, because AVP, <laughs> Alien vs. Predator, is actually the next Predator movie. And since Predator has less movies than the Alien franchise, we are putting the AVP movies with the Predator movies, so here we are. <laughs> We're stretching out the Alien ones. Yes, yes. Look forward to Alien 3 this coming April for Alien Day 2022. But, uh, yes, today we are going to talk about Alien vs. Predator, Directed by one of my arch nemeses, uh, Paul W.S. Anderson. I thought he made good movies. Are you thinking of Paul Thomas Anderson? <laughs> Wait, he didn't do Punch Drunk Love? <laughs> yeah, uh, Paul W.S. Anderson. They're not the same guy? <laughs> no. Paul W.S. Anderson, I mean, for, for, in terms of a personal insult to me, directed most of the terrible Resident Evil movies, and I'm a fan of that game franchise. Uh, you might also know him from directing the first Mortal Kombat movie, which most people would say is his best movie, which tells you everything you need to know about Paul W.S. Anderson. Uh, he also hey, direct- you got Mila Jovovich. That's all right. Oh, actually, I tell a lie. Most people don't say that. Most people say that's the best video game movie. But most people say his best movie is Event Horizon, which is the one that people say is actually good. We've not done it yet, but I'm just going to say it. It's not. Um, but more on it's that so long. in a future date. Uh, so I mean, it's been a, I've only seen it once. It's been a long time. Maybe I'll feel. I differently. saw it in theaters. Oh, took my mom to see it. Took your mom to see it. <laughs> you, you say that as if you're the adult in this car. Like you were still a child. Well, I mean, like I, I, I told her this is the movie that we're going to go see oh, okay. this weekend because I want to see it because it's got the guy from Jurassic Park in it. Yeah, but you said that like you were driving. I was your, not ready for your it. elderly mother to. This, oh, I'm going to take my mother to the theater. She, she doesn't get out much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you were still in high school at the time, if even high school. Middle school. Middle school. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to take my mother, who's not even 40 yet, to the theater. It'll be a treat for her. Um, what, what is there to say? Uh, Alien vs. Predator is obviously inspired by the comic books of the of the same name. Uh, that's where kind of the, the idea uh, came from, I believe. Uh, unless the video games came first, but I don't, I would, I'll say the comic books came first, then the video games followed. Did you read any of them? Not before I saw this movie. I, I've read some Alien and Predator and some AVP comics since this this movie. Although none of the ones that existed before this movie, though. I re- I've read, like, newer ones that have, have happened. Okay. So which are pretty good. You know, so they're, they're fun, you know? You get some good art, join some Aliens and Predators, and you're you're in for a, a nice time, typically speaking. Alien vs. Predator, the bit of trivia that, that I always like to throw out here that I, I vaguely remember hearing about is that there was a point in time around here where Fox were also developing a, another potential alien project, which was going to be written by James Cameron and directed by Ridley Scott. And they did this instead. Well, I'm sure there were other reasons why that project never happened, because clearly that's a goldmine. 
I mean, yes. Uh, and obviously, I think people now would say, but look at Prometheus and Covenant. Yes, 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 yes. But written by Cameron. Like, Ridley Scott's directing is yeah. not a problem. Ridley Scott is a good director. He just isn't very good great. with scripts and, like, picking the right script. But if you give me James Cameron written Alien with Ridley Scott directed Alien, <laughs> come on. We're, we're, you're, in for a, you're in for a treasure show. Well, I mean, Alien Resurrect- Resurrection wasn't too long around this time, right? Uh, that was a good six, seven years before this. Oh, really? Oh, actually, not eight years. Yeah, because this is 2004, so eight years it'd been. Seven, well, eight years. I guess that whole time is a bit of a blur to me. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, like, the, I think the biggest thing for me at the time when this came out is that I was 15 when this came out, right? And I think what's so weird for me is, is I remember vividly being excited because I had become a big fan of, of Alien and Predator, uh, watching them on TV, watching my, my taped off TV versions. I think by this, by this time I would have had all of them on DVD. I had the quadrilogy box set, I had the first two Predator movies on DVD, uh, I watched them a bunch, I watched all the extras, I loved those movies. So this for me was the first new movie in my life, right? As, uh, for as long as I'd known these characters. It was the first time I was going to see a new Alien movie. It was the first time I was going to see a new Predator movie. And I remember the first time watching it, cause I, and I actually couldn't see it in theaters, because I think I just wasn't quite old enough to see it in theaters. Um, so I watched... Couldn't, couldn't convince your mom to go? Couldn't drag her like I did to her Event Horizon? No, nah, it doesn't work like that in the UK. You, 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 you can't just get in with a parent. You have to be X age. That's lame. Sorry. Uh, the 12 did change eventually to that because of Spider-Man, but 15s and 18s, no, you have to be 15, you have to be 18. There's no there's no wiggle room. Uh, that's so lame. Yeah. Um, I took a small child to go watch Conjuring 2. She loved it. <laughs> America. <laughs> hey, I would have loved that at the time. You, you, don't, you, you don't have to sell this to me. Like, I, yeah. I was all about R-rated content when I, when I was a youngling. But... Um, but so I watched this on TV, and I remember just like feeling like giddy at seeing Predator Vision again in a new movie, or seeing Predator text in a new movie, or just hearing the different things. There was, I mean, you know, in the same way that these days people are going to see nostalgia sequels for Ghostbusters and umpteen Star Wars movies and whatever else, and they're getting giddy over the little details. I remember having a little bit of that as a teenager watching AVP. Um, mm-hmm. That's not to say that this masked the quality of the movie for me, like. You know, by the end of the movie, I was, I wasn't as high spirits, one might say, but um, we'll get into that. What was your first experience with AVP? Um, I did go see this in the theater. I went and saw it with my brother. He and I are both big fans of Alien and Predator, and I had seen. I do remember going to see uh, Alien Four, Alien Resurrections, in the theaters with my mother. So it's not my first time like seeing them on screen. I suppose at this time, but I was very excited for it. Like both my brother and I were, were pretty pumped. And I think when we, we knew when we were watching it, like this is pretty dumb, but I still fell into the like, Oh, it's still kind of fun though. Like it, just accept it for what, what it is. It's kind of fun. Mm. Yeah. So I don't think, I mean, I'm a few years older than you, but I was still like pretty excited and pretty much on the hype train. And even though like the movie was 
was finished and like that was kind of dumb like we won't revisit it like we would the other ones but it wasn't like a waste of time hmm yeah uh i will get into like how we feel about it now because i remember i mean is that the last time you saw it or do, have you seen it since then before, you know, before, that was the last time i seen it so so you mm-hmm. watched it in theaters in 2004 and then came back to it in february mm-hmm. of 2022 <laughs> and i saw requiem in the theater also I was uh, very pumped for that one. I, I did not. Uh, that wasn't an age thing, though. That was just... It, the, the, let's just say the buzz for Requiem was so low that I I just I couldn't bring myself to go to it. Um, I was in, a, in an area where there was buzz, so I just went. Mm, yeah. Uh, well, obviously, we're going to do that in the near future, so uh, look forward <laughs> to that one, guys. But, uh, yes. Uh, um, yeah, I, I'd seen it... Probably, I probably watched it a couple of times back because this was back, you know, when I when I got this in DVD, this was the sort of time where I watched every extra, even for movies I didn't like. I'd listen to the commentary tracks, I'd watch all the extras. I probably watched the movie a few times, um, and then I just didn't touch it. I didn't see it for, you know, fifteen years, whatever it was. And the only reason why I've seen it more recently is because I actually reviewed this with Connor, uh, you know, probably four years ago now, but. So it's been enough time, but the same. The, that's the reason why I have a sort of more recent memory of it, and I had like a a better recollection. That said, what I will say is the Alien uh, versus Predator Requiem. Like other than a few key details, I have forgotten all of that again, despite the fact that we reviewed that like four years ago. Honestly, like I only remember the ending, and I've only seen it once in the theater. Yeah. Uh, it's a very forgettable movie, uh, mainly because it's hard to see most of it, but more on that when we actually review it. I mean, honestly, AVP, it's not a good movie. It is dumb. It is it is Paul Anderson trying to do what Cameron did and giving you an ensemble cast that you kind of like, but failing to kind of really capture the magic. And it's got a lot of nonsense in it and the you know, rules are kind of ignored or sped up or all these other things. What I will say, though, is that it is fairly watchable you know despite that you know it, there is like an okay kind of like ah it's kind of cool I guess seeing Predator and Aliens fight and whatever um and to be honest because of Requiem this inherently just doesn't feel as bad <laughs> like this is <laughs> so much better than the next one even though it's pretty bad yeah that it just comes out looking okay in comparison i i agree with what you're saying if we're just doing our opening thoughts i i will like this is less disappointing than like the shane black movie or even predators you know because predators okay you're continuing a franchise that i love you know like or alien um or prometheus or something like you're continuing a franchise that i really love so i expect like the bar set higher but when you make a movie called alien versus predator you you know you know what you're gonna get like it, it's not gonna be um it, it's not gonna be either alien or predator you're gonna watch a comic book movie basically on screen so it, it's like you just want to see the best of both of them on screen and sure you can have some humans in there like i understand why they're there but i don't care about them <laughs> Well, I try. I try really hard to care about Alexa. The, the sad truth is, is that what this movie tries to do, I actually really like. Like, I think the the, the whole idea that you know, and this is I guess minor spoilers, but there's really no other premise for an Alien versus Predator movie. Uh, but the idea that a human and a predator are ultimately going to team up because a predator is an mm-hmm. intelligent being and therefore can be reasoned with on some level. 
Right. Like yeah. that, that that potential bond, I think you could make a good movie out of that. I don't think this movie hits it. Sure. But maybe I, Prey will have that. Who knows? Oh, maybe, yeah. But I actually like a lot of the really cheesy stuff in this too. Like I like the um the history of aliens and predators oh, on God. Earth. And can, can, like... can, can, can I just say, you can tell that this movie came out a few years after the Brendan Fraser Mummy movie was a hit because, like, as much as uh, obviously it copies we a lot of. have cigarettes and yeah. pyramids and. Obviously, it copies a lot of what, uh, you know, moments and ideas from Alien and Predator movies, right? Obviously, they're, they're throughout the whole thing. But the amount of Brendan Fraser mummy movie in this with people looking at hieroglyphs and like saying like, oh, this is the history and getting a flashback to like ancient times. Like, and it's not yeah. just because it's a pyramid. Obviously it is a pyramid, but it, it's it's more just the way that it kind of like talks about like, oh, they worship these beings as gods and like, we get flashbacks of what happened in like the ancient days. And it just, mm-hmm. it felt like I was getting sequences out of a Brendan Fraser mummy movie. <laughs> That's what I it felt like. I didn't need the, um, I didn't need the flashback scenes or anything like that. I I thought that was like really corny and really out of place. But mm-hmm. like the actual like them going through and figuring out what was happening, like what the sacrifices were, and um, blending like how do you get alien and predator on Earth to fight? Like I didn't mind what they did with it. I, I so think... I, I was asking you about the comics because I thought sure. well, maybe that's something that was taken from there. Yeah, maybe maybe it was. I never read the early comics, so I don't, I don't know like if it, if it's in there. I will say that I do think like them figuring stuff out like they went too far with a lot of it and not not and not so much oh the, totally I not, think that flashback scene also the guy's just like reading hieroglyphs and he's yeah, coming yeah. up with this story and it was so detailed like I don't know guys it, it, it don't even, I don't even, I'm not even talking about that the point I was going to make is is it, it kind of like they, they go over ground that we already know as viewers right like there's a lot of teasing of this chest, like, this ribcage was, like, broken from the inside, and it's like, dun, dun, dun. I'm like, yes, we know those face huggers and chest busters. <laughs> like, we're here to see an alien movie. Like, th- th- there's definitely... Yeah, I, I, I do think that they also do the opposite, though, where they'll just show you goo, and you're like, I know what that goo means. Without them, like, saying, oh, this goo is, like, um, you know, it's acid, and it's going to eat through things, or whatever. Uh, oh, sure, but that doesn't negate my point that I'm making, is that the over like there's, i'm talking about dialogue specifically there's just there's so yeah. much dialogue that is there to tease things that you're expecting from alien and predator and i'm like don't tease me with characters who don't know anything yet because it's frustrating when you're watching like a sequel to a movie and you have to wait for the characters to catch up because they have not encountered the thing yet so they're like yeah but i do think that it's pretty pretty quick like there is that one line of dialogue where that woman's like oh the chest like was came out so something came yeah, out of it spiky hair lady and so the spiky hair lady yeah and so which is it's good that they know that because that's something that you know they are going to have that realization later that something's going to come out it's a little bit of spoilers <laughs> well it, it, this is the thing though like aliens is such a perfect sequel because you have characters who have knowledge from the first movie and the rest of the characters are skeptical about it they don't really believe it but you do have one character, and so you're kind of there with that main character because you you feel her frustration that they're not taking it seriously, that they're not believing in the threat, and, and so on and so on. This movie, <laughs> you know, we have a bunch of characters who just don't know anything, and it's just a bit more broad. So I, I do think there's a, there's a problem with kind of just, like, getting into it. I think the stuff about figuring out why, like, aliens and predators were involved with this pyramid and, like, the history of that. That stuff's fine, like, learning that and discovering that. I mean, like you say, though, some of it is a bit too, oh, 
this guy can just read everything that's on the wall and tell us the story and there is a lot of exposition like that where he just tells us stories of what happened there's like one scene where it happens um he's able to read like some of the hieroglyphs or whatever supposedly it's from like three different cultures and he's able to read them oh yeah that that was the quickly that's the big that's the big mystery thing at the start is that it's like aztecs ancient egypt and whatever the third one was want to say like indonesia cambodia or something but it was like three cultures that were never meant to have like interacted yeah. in any way <laughs> kind of like aliens <laughs> and predators <laughs> yes and in many ways <laughs> right right but yeah i mean the the story that they come up with i think is okay like i think it's a it's a it's a fun enough premise to have the thing that i don't like is nobody addresses why the predators are okay with going to antarctica where it's very cold one thing we know about predators is that they like heat, which is why in Predator Two, with global warming, predators are moving into the urban areas. I can I can maybe justify this for in two ways. One, this is supposed to be like a like you're becoming a man rite of passage thing, so the whole idea is it's meant to be tough. So therefore, you don't get the heat you want; you get the shitty conditions. Uh, mm. And two, one could argue that because of their vision. It's easier to spot an alien with their heat vision if they're in a climate that's very cold. I, I did think of that. But come on, like we couldn't get any winter gear for the predators? <laughs> like they should be they should have some winter gear. I'm, we I'm, should have some cool costumes. I'm not disputing that. I'm, I'm like I'd have been all for that. They've got I'll, like they've got like reptile skin. They're gonna freeze to death. Or at least like go into hibernation. I I'm just uh <laughs> I'm just trying to you know, spout the reasons why because like I kind of hate that it's set in Antarctica because it keeps it away from civilization again. It kind of annoys me that, like, you're finally doing... Like, this is the first alien movie on Earth. This is the first time yeah. we've had an alien movie set on Earth. And we're doing it in, like, the middle of nowhere. It might as well be another planet right. because it's Antarctica and no one else goes there, right? Yeah, it is otherworldly. Like, yeah. no one goes there, you're right. Uh, so that that's kind of annoying in the sense that like, you couldn't... Like, which, which is why I was so excited about the second one being set in a suburban town because it was like, oh, this is going to be great. And then the movie was just terrible. It's, 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 I mean, it's kind of the same problem with this is that once I, outside of that, conceptually, I don't actually have a problem with the idea that this is like a ritual predators do where they hunt aliens and that's why they're here. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with the concept of a human and a predator teaming up because it's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with all that. It's all just about the execution. It's all just about the script. It's all just about actually giving me characters that I want to root for and giving me a director who makes more out of the moments rather than just copying moments from Aliens and Alien and Predator, but making them not as good because he's, he's well, he's, he's not John McTiernan. He's not Ridley Scott. He's not James Cameron. <laughs> no, no. So but I think for, you know, a, a movie called Alien vs. Predator, we do get a lot of that. And we get some cool tech from the predators that we haven't seen before, like when they're really hunting, when they know the prey that they're hunting. Sure, and uh, sure, but it could be better. All of this could still be better. Like, there's, I, a, there's a couple good moments though. I really like. You've been very defensive about, about this movie. I'm noticing. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't, I don't hate the film. I, I'm not saying you have to hate the film, but I, I am saying that. You could make a good movie with the bare bones of what these ideas are. You could make a movie where you're so into the friendship between a human and, and a predator. You, you you could make that work. That could actually be a special story yeah. about bonding with two characters who can't communicate with language, who have to like communicate as warriors. Like like yeah. you you could do that. And and I, I don't think this movie really fails so much as at that. I I actually think the failure kind of comes from Alexis' character with the. Uh, 
Lance Hendrickson's character in the film. Because, like, hold she on. has this... Hold on, hold on, hold on. You gave me a trouble for not pointing out a similar mistake with someone else, so there's no D in Lance Hendrickson's name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was just... Look, I didn't tell you about uh, Rod Serling for a long time, and you got really mad when I finally corrected you, so... <laughs> Thank you. I'm just doing it. I'm just getting out of the way. Lance Henriksen. There you go. <laughs> People need to have normal names. <laughs> why, why is Hendrickson more normal than Henriksen? Uh, Hendrickson sounds right to me. Well, I know Lance Henriksen. I don't know anyone named Hendrickson. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Go on. I think they kind of established that she has some trauma in her past with her father. And then he, Henriksen here, or whatever his name is when we talk about spoilers, I think he's supposed to be like a surrogate um, father. Like she, he's going through the same things that her father did. And uh, they just kind of whiff it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's that relationship. It's barely there. They kind of just ignore it after a while. You know, it's, there's a couple of right. things early on. As far as like avoiding his name, though, I, I don't really think that's a spoiler because that's just kind of who he is from the start of the movie. I mean, okay, well. I, I guess it's kind of a spoiler for Alien Three, which is actually a huge problem with this. Is that it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, he's in Alien Three. Yes, as a human, he's in Alien Three as a human. Oh, I thought he was a robot. Well, he's both. There's the there's the there's the the bishop from Aliens who's in Alien Three, and then the real person. Wayland shows up at the end and bleeds in front of Ripley to prove that he's human. So why why is uh, Charles Wayland... It's been a while since I've watched it, but... Well, well maybe get... it's like... Uh, maybe it's like whenever there's a soon on screen, it's got to be played by Brent Spiner. Like, that, that one gene is really <laughs> strong in their family. <laughs> I think you're giving this movie too much credit. This is just clearly... We don't... We, I think this is clearly them saying, we don't care what Aliens 3 did. We're just going to ignore it because we want Lance Henriksen in our movie as Charles Wayland. Yeah. Which is funny because it's like, okay, you could just say Aliens 3 is out of continuity. But the funny thing about it is that by using him as Wayland, you're kind of also paying homage to Aliens 3 because it was Aliens 3 who said that was him. <laughs> Isn't his name like Wayland Bishop Utani? Or no, something Wayland, right? Yutani is a different person. Yeah, Yutani was was when when Yutani the, the Yutani Corporation merged with the Wayland Corporation. Right. <laughs> There's no one named. Well, maybe so. Maybe there was like a like a, a brain. I'm so used to the names being together, and yeah. I don't have the, maybe, the maybe, alien like lore that you have all just embedded in your brain. I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe there was a daughter who got married off to the other family, so there was someone named Wayland Yutani, but <laughs> but not okay. not. No. <laughs> The fact that his middle name is Bishop's irrelevant. I mean, that's just like, okay, that's, I guess that's where they got the name Bishop from and they made the, the droid version of him, but like... Well, I mean, that universe has cloning. Does it? Maybe they just keep cloning him. It... Yeah, the fourth movie has cloning. Yeah, which they're barely, like, they do like a hundred tries to get it right. Like, it feel, that feels like a new thing in Alien Resurrection. That feels like, like fringe science in Alien Resurrection. Well, we'll see when we review it. I mean, it's been a while for both of us. <laughs> Not been that low for me. <laughs> anyway, this movie's perfect, and... <laughs> <laughs> even, if, even if he's cloned, it makes no sense with, like, what happens in this movie. 
No, yeah, I, I don't understand it. Then. <laughs> I was thinking that uh, it was just another bishop in Alien Three. No, no, he's definitely. I mean, I don't know if that's maybe that's not in both cuts, but it's definitely in one of the cuts. He definitely bleeds to show that he's human. I I wonder why Lance Henriksen decided to <laughs> do it. Because Lance Henriksen does every shitty movie under the sun for a paycheck. Because the man's got to eat. <laughs> that's true. He's been in some garbage. Have you not seen that man's filmography? He's he's in a lot of directed video shit. <laughs> like a lot yeah. of it. <laughs> Although Felony is alright. I'm not saying that. I like Felony. But he's, you know, he, he does do a lot of bad movies. Um, also, I love the, the test in which you say his last name every time you say his name. <laughs> so you're trying to stab me with it. Lance. Yes. Henriksen. <laughs> Henriksen. <laughs> I also, I do like the pyramid design. Like, I like that the pyramid moves around. So oh, it's a I constant hate, maze. I hate this. Oh no, this is the worst thing about the movie. Is this stupid? No, I think it's cool. Why? Why, why is this in an Alien Predator movie? That's stupid. This is more mummy shit. This is the the pyramid has got traps. It's not for the people there. It's for the predators. Mm, I don't like it. It just it feels like you're trying <laughs> to shoehorn in something from another movie for no reason. What's it from? It's just like it's, it's, it's like the mummy with the traps when the, like someone picks up treasure or something like that or. Uh, other movies like that, like it, it just it feels like it's out of, of, of it feels like it's out of an Indiana Jones movie, maybe for a better example than <laughs> than this. Than, than... I mean, it doesn't really make a lot of sense, especially since it's on a a metric time of ten minutes. It'll reset every ten minutes. <laughs> I think that's kind of silly, but I do like the idea that everyone like this. They're in an environment that's constantly changing, so even when they think that they know where they are. Like it can just they can lose it in a second. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not for that. I like geography. So if you're going to do something where the geography keeps changing and therefore you can never get your your basis for where you are, uh, mm -hmm. you have to really make that work for me. Because one of my favorite thing about survival movies is like knowing where the safe space are is or where the goal is or where the like you know I love that about aliens. I, I love that you have that that main area they like protect with turrets for the middle of the movie. I love that. We know the goal is to get across to where the dropship's going to be. Uh, you know, like, there's good, clear geography. Once they get into this pyramid, you, you're just kind of lost. Nothing makes the matters. It's just random rooms after random rooms with no rhyme or reason, because it's what the script needs next. I don't think Aliens has that clear of geography. Like, we know where they need to go, and they're somewhere below. But in, in any case, like, I think this adds, like, a fun claustrophobic element to it that it's just a neat idea. I disagree. Are you going to say anything negative about this movie? I feel like I feel like everything I've brought up, you've been like, oh no, but if you give it the benefit of the doubt, or you <laughs> you say this about that, or, or oh, we'll see. Okay, all right. I mean, I did say something negative. I think that the predators should have winter gear. I don't understand why they don't. I, don't, I mean, I don't disagree with that that point. Uh, uh, you know, uh, on a blanket level. Let's talk about the fact that uh, the evolution of the alien is sped up to, like, like uh, super fast instead of, you know, because in, in the original alien, if you recall, uh, Kane gets facehuggered. He's got the facehugger on his face for, like, a day, you know, over 24 hours, and then he's fine for several hours before, you know, chestburster at dinner, and then it's, like, another day or something before the alien's, like, fully grown adult. Uh, in this movie, we get a facehugger... Then we get. We don't even see the chestbuster happen necessarily. I don't think. But we're basically at the full size aliens. Oh, we do. Okay, sure. Uh, but we get to the full size aliens. 
like 10 minutes if that later in the movie it may even be less than that to be honest like it starts moving so quickly which is i think that's one of the big problems with it is that it, it's moving through things so quickly there's so many character deaths for characters who feel like it felt like they were setting up like subplots so they could have payoff but then they get killed like really early on in the film and even the ones that get a bit more time feel very unceremonious like when I think of good examples of this, and the Aliens is the easy one to go back to for obvious reasons, or Predator, the original Predator is a good one to go back to as well, is that most of the characters feel very distinct, and their deaths feel big when they happen. It feels, you know, it feels big when um, when Mac dies in Predator, or, or when uh, Hudson finally goes in Aliens, or, or, you know, whatever, Vasquez, take your pick. Um, in this, it kind of feels like... I've barely gotten to know anyone, and you could talk. You could. And this is the thing. This is what I talk about. Where Paul Anderson's clearly trying to mimic aliens because he's he's giving them all little things to try and do that. He's he's like he's trying his best to copy to copy Cameron, and he's failing miserably actually making any of their deaths mean anything because they're just kind of nothing. Like like Colin Salmon's in this movie, and he gets like one decent line. Uh, was like, I need to know why one of my men died, uh, and I'm like, okay, so we're setting him up. Um, and ultimately he's just there to have, like, a reference to the Resident Evil movie, because he, I mean, made no spoilers, I guess, but he kind of dies in the same way. Uh. Is this after Resident Evil? Yes, this is two years after. Hmm. And Colin Salmon was also in that, so I, I guess he liked working with Anderson. <laughs> is he the one with the dimples? Uh, I guess he's got, uh, he's got a dimple. Yeah. He's got a British accent, he's, uh. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Someone that I recognize mostly for having white hair or like salt and pepper hair. He's young yeah. in this. Oh, sure. I usually just think he's bald, to be honest. White hair. I'm trying to think of Colin Salmon with white hair. He is a bit of a chameleon. Yeah, like, I, he has been in things where I've not realized it's the same guy until like really late. And then I'm like, oh shit, it's the, the salmon hair. I, I do think that to put a positive spin on things. Oh, that's a surprise. You've never done that all review. <laughs> I do think that the movie does a decent job of at least making them distinct enough to where I know who they are, even if they're covered in goo or whatever. But do I care if they died? Not really. But I, I am able. I do think they are distinct enough to where like, no, I mean, no, they, no one's just like, who is that? They have different, Why were they important? They have different looks and accents, so at least you can tell which yeah, one's Yeah, there's which. a lot of good faces and... You know, but they don't really feel like real people. No, the writing's not there. Like, it, you know, they, they, they try and make them distinct with other things, and it's like finding Moses' DVD collection. Remember that line? Yeah, there's a lot of bad lines in this. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of bad lines. Because um, it tries to do that thing, because of the Scottish guy and the, the the tough guy with the scar, right? Like, No, that's who I was thinking of. The tough guy with the scar. Okay, no, Colin Salmon... Colin Salmon's a black guy, so... Oh, him. yeah, he's got a great voice. Oh, yeah, he's got a good voice, yeah. Colin Salmon's got a great voice. Handsome, too. <laughs> sure, yes. Very handsome. <laughs> so they try to do a thing with the Scottish guy and the guy with the scar, right? If I know that I'm thinking about that guy with the scar may also be Scottish. He's not Scottish in this, but I think that actor's Scottish. Oddly, that just occurred to me. Um, but he, uh, like, they try to do this thing where, like, he's, like, mean to the nerdy Scottish guy, and then later on the Scottish guy's the one sort of trying to prep him up and say, no, no, we're going to get out of here, and I'm going to carry you out if I have to. And it's kind of like, oh... They're, they're trying to do the bond, right? Because Aliens was full of this, where you had like little bonds between pairs of characters, whether it was uh, Gorman and Vasquez, whether it was uh, Newton Hudson even, or like there was these little bonds where you, you told a little mini story in the, the... Why don't you put her in charge? Yeah. You told a little mini story in the ensemble by having like a little payoff to like their interactions. Um, 
And it sort of felt like it was doing that with these two. But then, like, it just, like, it goes nowhere. <laughs> like, so they it, get separated. Well, it, well the, yeah, it barely sets up and then they're separated and then it's nothing. And then they never interact again. Like, so... Well, they do, but, you know, stuff happens. I mean, kind of. Like, like, not really. Like, there's not... I, I'm just saying, everything is undercooked. Every, all the characters mm-hmm. are undercooked. None of them have enough in them to and i think part of it is just because the movie's rushing through things it it really neat like it is on fast forward like once they get to that pyramid they are just dropping exposition and doing things constantly like they need to take more time like building up to the the big reveals building up to the big monster appearances all that stuff like they 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 just speed through everything there is no atmosphere in this movie it is so lacking atmosphere and we're at a pyramid underneath ice in Antarctica in an Alien versus Predator movie. This thing should be oozing in atmosphere. What's the one thing the Alien, Aliens, and Predator all have? They all have atmosphere, damn it. Sure. So, once again, we're back to bad script, mediocre at best direction. Do you know what's funny? I see, mean... if, see if you go back to the, the, the old review I did with Connor. I actually sound relatively positive because i'm like yeah but it's not torture to watch and there's a couple of fun moments but you are making me sound like a villain here (laughs) i mean i'm just trying to you know not not good cop bad cop this but i'm trying to be like even when i watch the movie i'm like well what do i like about it let me make some notes about what i like about it i also did because i I do kind of like the film i I also did you want to see my notes i also did this I mean, no, it's about what I, what I liked in the movie. Why are you staring at me like that? Because I'm pretty sure you're going to show me a blank page. Look, not all of the the best humor in the world is unpredictable, okay? <laughs> Sometimes giving you the predictable punchline is what makes it funny. There's so much cat fur in that shot also. I know. It, basically, this has, been, this has been sitting collecting some cat fur for a while, so when I picked it up, there was just like a, like a poof of <laughs> one day this joke will pay off just keep this blank sheet of paper here <laughs> well no it's an actual notepad that i use for notes when i occasionally feel like i want to make notes mm-hmm. would you believe it? alien versus predator did not give me that feeling <laughs> i did read that um i glanced at some of the trivia yesterday but there's a lot for this movie so i didn't read it all but I, one of the ones on the top was that Ridley Scott and James Cameron refused to see this film or acknowledge its existence. Um, since then, though, James Cameron has said, actually, it's kind of fun, and it's probably my third favorite Alien movie. And <laughs> and and Ridley Scott still hasn't seen it. I mean... <sighs> you, can, you can understand why he's upset about Alien 3 and 4, though, that he would like this one better. Oh, for sure. And I, I think... I would say that Alien 3 and 4 are better made films by far than this. I think they are better constructed. Well, they definitely have atmosphere and style. Yeah, more atmosphere, more style. Um, but, I mean, it, I mean, it is fair to say, like, from a writing perspective, it does shit all over the end of Aliens, you know, when you go into Alien 3. So, like, you know, I, I can't get mad at that statement. Well, we know that Cameron likes a lot of schlock also. Sure. He directed Piranha 2, The Spawning. <laughs> I do like the look of uh, the aliens in this too, and the predators. I think they look sweet. Like the predators, it's almost like they're like, "Look, we heard about this guy Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> they are the humans are a lot bigger than we than we remember. So we're gonna have to beef up if we want to go back there." 
they, they do seem big. I don't know if they're actually bigger because Kevin Peter Holly played Predator in the original, like was seven foot tall or something like that. Like he was a huge dude. Yeah, yeah, he was a big guy. Uh, they definitely seem bigger in this. But I wonder if that's I mean, just... even if they're not, if it's just shot in a way to where yeah. they're always like. But I, like I wonder anti view or something. Yeah, but I wonder if this is more to do with the fact that we're seeing predators interact with mostly smaller people, like you know, where we're seeing them. Yeah, they're not they're not fighting Bam. Yeah, they're they're interacting mostly you know with Alexa, who is I don't know what five eight or something. <laughs> you know. Yeah, this isn't Red Brown. Because <laughs> yeah, because in Predator, even even when it's not Arnold, because Arnold's not even that tall. I don't think like he, he's like a pretty average height dude. He's just obviously big in other ways. I think he's like six three or something, yeah. Um, but like you know, the the but you know, it's Jesse the Body Ventura. It's uh, you know, Big Billy. It's uh, Carl Weathers. They're all pretty built guys. Whereas in this, other than like one or two, they're mostly actually scientists or stuff. So they're all quite scrawny. <laughs> and oh yeah, they're all pretty small. The Scottish yeah. guy is like real wiry too. Yeah, there's a contrast with the the predators in quite, quite a big way who are. You know, they're like, they, yeah. I mean, like, they don't mess with what works. I mean, there's, there's different predator masks a little bit, so we can tell because there's three predators, and we can they tell. Do, they do sound like lions now, like they just always make lion growling noises or even roaring sounds. Mm. There's a lot of lions in this film. Yeah, because because there's one predator mask which is basically just the predator from the first movie. <laughs> there's a uh, one that's got sort of more ridges over the mouth, and he's quite distinct. Then there's another one who's got kind of more sort of lines around the eyes, but. uh but you, you can tell them apart, which, which is nice. The the only real critique I would have on the alien side of things, because for the most part, it just is faithful to what aliens mm-hmm. are supposed to look like, uh, is I will say that I, do, I did find their teeth to be a little too transparent. Like, they went a little bit too far with this kind of see-through look to their teeth. It, it stuck out to me more in this, this movie. Uh, I can't say I notice. I like the look of the queen, and I, I especially like... Uh, in the ending when you see the queen again i think i think it looks really cool because you know we get uh this is the first time we've seen the alien queen with like or an alien queen with like uh cgi that's up to snuff i don't um, know if we're talking about spoilers or not so i don't want to like say what the scene no, is no no that's not why i'm making a face at. i'm making a face because i'm not i'm not convinced that what you liked was CGI because <laughs> there was actually a big and Maybe puppet. it wasn't, but the, the, it, it, it looked really good anyway yeah. in the end. There is some practical Alien Queen stuff in this. Uh, well, there's a there's a scene where she looks like she's running kind of like a T-Rex or something in Jurassic Park towards our, our people. And I thought that scene looked really good. Yeah, there's definitely some effects in this that haven't aged very well, though. Uh, here or there there's there's a couple of moments a lot of, a lot of the shimmery moments of the predators i would agree with i was even thinking i was thinking establishing shots of the pyramid and like when you see the boat go, like going through the ice and stuff it looked really fake to me like mm-hmm. uh it just looks of the area it looks like a 2004 like horizon shot like this is the, the fake background in our shot kind of from 2004 mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of what it felt like to me um but i mean i mean like the alien and predator designs are by and large just faithful because ultimately it's a fanboy wanting to make them look like the best alien and predator movies and for the most part yeah, i mean their personalities are, are faithful too like the way they behave and stuff with the exception of the escalating cycle of the alien <laughs> that's super sped up yeah no it's, it's mostly on point in terms of it doesn't really betray 
how they act. Um, I feel like I used to have a complaint about the Predators, but I'm trying to remember what it is. <laughs> I mean, other than like the lion roars and some of the CGI shimmering, like uh, where there's like blood and stuff on their no, blades, I'm but not, the blades I'm not, are invisible. I'm not talking about anything like that. I'm talking about like... Uh, and how, and how they act. There was like a, I'm sure there was a. There used to be a predator decision in this movie that I thought was weird. That didn't quite link sync up with the previous films. But I can't remember what it is. So it doesn't really matter. Winter gear. It's not, you knew all along. <laughs> it's not winter gear. <laughs> um, yeah. So I. Yes. I, I mean, what else to talk about before spoilers? I mean, not really much. I, I think. You know, talk about designs. Going to spoilers. Yeah, talk about designs. Uh, I, I guess we should say the action is just okay it's not great it's i mean it's obviously elevated because it's alien and predators uh but there's really only like two good action sequences and by good i mean like where there's an alien and predator fighting and it's it feels like there's like a, a proper back and forth as opposed to like you know an alien jumps out and kills someone or a predator jumps out and kills someone or, you know so and so on all right so spoilers then for alien versus predator as should you care or give a shit because let's be honest most of you probably don't You've either seen this movie, or you're like, well, this is clearly not that great. Do I care? Probably not. So, here we are. Um, yeah, there's, there's some cheesy stuff in this. Like, I I, like, I really rolled my eyes. Like, the introduction of some of the characters at the start, where Alexa's like, you know, she's this mountain climber, and she's climbing up the side of the mountain, and Colin Salmon, who's working for, for Wayland, is on the phone. He's like, my, my boss, my employer, Charles Wayland, would like you to be a tracker or, or a guide into this big expedition, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, you need me tomorrow? That's going to be a bit of a problem. It's going to take me, like, a week to reach civilization again. Because, you know, she's this, like, out-in-the-wilderness person, you know? She's, like... You know how in, like, Star Trek Five, Shatner pretends that he's, like, a mountain climber? It's very Star Trek V. Yeah. <laughs> well, she actually is, and she's, like, a, you know, person of the You know what else it is? It's Mission Impossible 2. Oh, don't, don't make me think of other movies that are even worse than Star Trek Five. <laughs> Star Trek Five's amazing. Like, most movies are worse than Star Trek Five. <laughs> <laughs> I will grant you that Mission Impossible 2 is worse than Star Trek 5. I will I will happily agree with that statement. But she gets to the top, and would you believe it? Colin Salmon's standing at the top of the mountain with a helicopter. Yeah, she didn't notice. To show how powerful and rich Wayland is, that he can send someone to the top of a mountain in the helicopter. And I, I'm mm-hmm. sure there's a lot of reasons why this is impossible, but... Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> it's setting you up for what this movie is, though. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, you've got the archaeologist who find a, a Pepsi bottle cap. Uh, yeah, he has his uh, Geraldo in the Al Capone's vault moment where he's got somebody filming him saying, this is it, this is the big find, and they open it up and it's nothing. There's nothing there. I feel like he's supposed to be obviously kind of maybe the love interest for a main character. Uh, yeah, maybe. I, I, you never really get anything romantic from them. No, but in terms of like function, like he's the one who talks to the most. Like he's meant to be the Michael Bean of the group in a lot of ways. Um, in terms of function, sure. Like I guess he's just more grounded than other people. Yeah, I, more I, willing I, to again. Let me reiterate this. I'm talking about in terms of function in the story, not in terms of like he's comparable personality wise or skill wise or. Or even, like, we're saying how there's not really much romantic stuff there. I'm just saying that he's kind of filling it where if they turned out t- turned around and had them kiss halfway through, they wouldn't have earned it, but they went, yeah, that makes sense, because that's what he is. <laughs> he's that guy. And then you've got the sympathetic, scrawny Scottish guy who's kind of innocent and, like, wants to take photos of things. He's like, he's like you if you were a heroin addict. <laughs> is this a reference because he was in Trinspawn? Maybe. Maybe I just learned that right now. <laughs> 
I think he was in Transpawn. I feel like he was in Transpawn. Um, I've never seen that film. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm thankful that you don't think I look like a heroin addict. I mean, I suppose I'll take that <laughs> from that exchange. I'm not sure, because obviously Colin Salmon's got a team of like people who are supposed to be like the, the protection, right? The ones with the guns and stuff. So I, I don't even remember what spiky-haired woman's role is, exactly. Uh, she brings a gun with her, so she must be some sort of security team. Well, it's just, she feels separate, though, from like those guys, which is why I'm questioning what her role is. I don't know. Maybe she's a uh, spelunker. And she, and she hides her... Well, she doesn't hide her... Well, that's what, the rest of them all hide the fact that they have guns. She doesn't, which suggests to me that that was more of a personal choice. And that's why we get that, that silly little moment where Alexa's like, hey, a gun won't protect you if we're going spelunking. And she's like, same principle as a condom. I'd rather have it and not need it and need it and not have it. Um, I feel like they were really trying hard to make this the Vasquez of this movie. Like, you could you could feel the movie, like, painfully trying to say, hey, this is the Vasquez. But you never feel it. Yeah, I mean, I guess, um, if you're going to compare everything to aliens. Oh, but... come on. No, yeah, no. You can sit there and roll your eyes at me all you want, but this is desperately trying to mimic the setup of alien. Even the fact, even this bay they're in, when they're all having this conversation, is meant to feel like the the bay with all the ships and the equipment and the alien ship. Well, who is she in the Magnificent Seven? Is she Yul Brenner? She's the Yul Brenner, huh? Ah, that movie was lame. I only saw it once. <laughs> I don't remember what they were like. Yeah, I mean, okay, sure, she's the Vasquez. Um, she she's not in it very much though. So. Well, no, most. I of guess the, you're just setting her up as like a tough broad. Most of these characters aren't in it that much. That's part of the problem is that most of them actually don't get that much screen time before they either go missing or die or, um, mm-hmm. like we actually whittle down to a very small amount of characters far too quickly. Pretty fast. And that's part of the problem, is that it rushes through a lot of that. I mean, they're setting up a team, and that the team is, you know, kind of divided from the beginning. Because uh, Alexa does not want to do this because it's too soon, and you should train people. And Waylon's like, no, we have to go in now, because then other people will find this site. And so she doesn't want to do it because if you rush things, then people can get into accidents and die. And she's experienced that before. But it's instead, a, I mean, it's a tragic backstory. We find out it was her father who. Yeah, but instead, like she still says yes to it. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was a bit of a fast turn. Well, ex- exactly. That, Someone's is... just like, "Come on, well, no, you want to go with us?" No, exactly. How did she get convinced? Because the Michael Bean in the movie, the one who she's supposed to be bonding with, goes, "Hey, let me ask you this question. Like, do we have a better chance of survival?" with you or with the second choice and that's what convinces it to come to like protect the others which is a which is a fine character thing like you're setting up that even though this is dangerous she's a good person because she's willing to take the risk and art because she knows that her being there will save other lives potentially right that's a fine thing to put in the script that's that's completely fine mm-hmm. okay, uh, yeah but what i will say is that this is part of why i was like this is maybe the michael bean of the movie <laughs> this is maybe the love interest because he's mm-hmm. the one who bats his eyelid, eyelids and gets her to do it. Even though his point's valid. <laughs> no? Yes. Okay. And she doesn't want the Scottish guy to uh, to die. Yes, because he's got Cause kids. <laughs> he's way over... Yeah, he's in way over his head. Yes. So it's, it's setting her up to be a protector. It's trying to do the... Yeah, you know, it's like she's the sensible one who will help others. I mean, do I need to say what she's supposed to be? <laughs> 
<laughs> we've not said somehow we've not said the character she's supposed to be mimicking, but she's clearly meant to be someone from this from one of these franchises before. Yes, you're right. She, she is. She is the um, the Ripley. <laughs> Were you trying to think of another character so you could like, have a little joke? Steve McQueen. She's Steve McQueen of the group. Steve McQueen. Nailed it. You could have said, um... oh no, I've forgotten her name. Veronica Cartwright's character in Alien. What was her name? Mm, I can't remember. Damn it. Damn it. Uh, I guess you're not truly a fan. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I mean, a real fan would have known. <laughs> Selena. Oh, silly. Shut up. <laughs> Tina Turner. Okay, I'm never going to get it with you just blasting names in my ear. All right, let's just Aaliyah. move on. Let's just move on. Let's just move on. You've ruined it now. You've ruined it. Talk about the Predator ship and them suiting up. Oh, I do like... Okay, so yeah, we see we see that the, pred the Predators are like orbiting the planet or Earth and have uh, like a 3D map of everything so they can see that people are going to it, which I guess is part... Of their plan because they need to have humans to be there to yeah. sacrifice well that used to we find out later that that used to be like a willing thing like people would because they worship the predators so they would go and offer themselves as like right yeah tributes whereas now they have to trick people to <laughs> show up well nobody lives there anymore because it was also yeah. established that this pyramid was built at a time where antarctica was not full of ice i don't <laughs> know when that could have been <laughs> but it's apparently back, it was back when Oh, everything was one continent. I can't remember what that was called, but back then, maybe? Pangea. There you go, that's the one. Or, I mean, well, I don't know if humans have been around that long, <laughs> but, like, I suppose uh, maybe pre-Ice Age, there was some sort of warmth where they could have built a pyramid. But it had to, it's older than 10,000 years, because that's, like, when the pyramids were around. I mean, I think they say that, though, right? They say that this... They said this is, like, the evidence of the first civilization. So okay. I think they're 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 trying to say that all these civilizations that Br built pyramids branched from yes. here. that makes sense. Well, it doesn't, but... but <laughs> in the context it doesn't of the, make sense, yeah. yeah. In the context but, of what the movie's saying is that they all branched out from one thing, yes. Yeah, but if you just take a second to think about it, you're like, well, why would the languages be so different? But in here, all the languages are blended into one. Not to mention the fact that, that when they talk about the features of the pyramid, like, sort of implying that they, they come from all these three different civilizations before they've went and looked at it properly, is that it sounds like, like, one side of the pyramid is very Egyptian, but one side is... So it, they're all still distinct. Yeah. Like, even, even, so it's not like they were all mixed, like, completely, and then, like, they kind of evolved into three different things that all took elements. They're all, like, even in this pyramid, they're all kind of presented as, like, clearly three if, styles that have been If influenced. you... The way that they present it is almost like these three civilizations existed, but then all came together for this. Yes. Not the opposite. Like, they're saying, no, this is the first. Um, but that's the only way it would make sense, is if all three civilizations came to Antarctica to do this. In yes. order to please the gods. So we uh, get to see the predators, like, on their ship. It's almost like... Uh... The, the backstory in this movie is uh, complete nonsense, isn't it? <laughs> that part, I mean, it is nonsense. But I do kind of enjoy the whole, like, building a pyramid to sacrifice yourself or to sacrifice humans to please the predators so that they can have the ultimate hunt. And then maybe they'll leave humans alone because they're hunting. I mean, 
I don't, I don't know how, how many feet you have to go to get to like the, the crust of the earth or whatever, but 10,000 seems like a lot of feet to go down. Is that what they said? Maybe it was only a thousand. Maybe, maybe I'm... Because it was like 10,000 years, maybe I'm mixing up the years and the feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Um, there is one shot where our, our, our people are all camped out like outside of the, the area where they go in. And you see, like, the Predator ship overhead of a guy, and it's so big and silent. I, I thought that was a really cool scene, actually. Hmm. Just the shot of the of the Predator ship going overhead. Because it is, like, massive, but it's completely quiet. So it's it's an intimidating shot. Well, it, it ties into their stealth tech. You know, that's been a big part of Predator mm-hmm. since the first movies that they have stealth. Uh, so, yeah, it makes sense. Um... Yeah, so when they get there, though, because they're thinking they're going to take, like, a week to dig down to this thing, but it turns out the Predators have already shot a big laser beam <laughs> into the ice, so there's a big there's a big, big shoot. It's a perfect 30-degree angle. Yes. Well, they do a big moment where Lance Erickson, as they're going down, like, he slips and, like, starts to slide down, and, like, you know, there's a big moment where our hero, like, grabs the, the ice pick and, like, sort of grabs his hood and, like, stops him and catches him on the way down, and I'm like, I mean... The angle's not that steep. But there's the <laughs> you probably pick up some speed, and he's an old man. Like, true, who knows true. what you're landing into? True, true. Yeah, he's, I mean, if nothing else, his legs would probably break when he when he assuming he lands feet first, admittedly, because he's sort of spinning as he as he right, goes down. Yeah. Um, but it also looked kind of fun. I'm not gonna lie; it, it, it felt more fun than dangerous to me. It's a little bumpy though. <laughs> but I, there's some ridges. What about a sled though? Get a sled and go down that bad boy. Well, you get take the sled up. That's that's true. There's a sled up the way later on. You get you get a pulley system. Uh, that was a really dumb scene. <laughs> but obviously, it's just when they're in there, like snooping around, and they pick up some predator weapons. Which I I, I even thought this was just a little bit stupid. That the idea that the the weapons the predators have to use are kept in this pyramid in like a like container. I'm like, yeah, like that triggers the start of the game. I guess yeah. of the hunt. What's wrong with the button? Like, what's wrong with them just coming in with the the weapons they're supposed to have and just hitting a button? <laughs> Just you know, yeah, I don't know. Just, just, just my first thought. Uh, so the predators have to leg it in because, like, oh shit, the doors closed. We need to get in before, so we can be part of the game. Um, and the humans have ruined everything by setting things off too early. Because then you know the, the queen gets woken up, comes out of this big chamber that's all she's all chained up. Yeah, uh, she looks cool. And uh, she's all icy at first, and she sort of breaks out of the ice, and you get a, you get a big moment. I also I don't hate the moment. I know it's like a, a jump scare and it's dumb. Where they first get there, and then the Scottish guy thinks that there's something in like the shed, like skittering around. And because we know it's an alien versus predator movie, we're thinking there's a face hugger or something, you know. <laughs> and he's gonna get attacked, but it turns out to be a little penguin. And that is another complaint I have: there's not enough penguins in this movie. They're so cute. <laughs> I mean, how how do I follow up such a damning? cinematic critique of there's not enough penguins in this I mean, movie. how often do you have penguins in a film? Nobody goes to Antarctica. You can just go to a zoo. You don't have to go to Antarctica to see a penguin. Yeah, and I do watch those movies too. But <laughs> this is your opportunity to have as many cute penguins as possible. They're so cute. Are penguins in uh, uh, the Arctic as well? No. They're, just on, they're, they're just only south. And polar bears are only north. Correct. So, so. Although I think there are some penguins that go pretty far north, 
Hmm. So there, there are some in like, uh, like Madagascar and stuff like that. Interesting. Interesting. Well, the rice is melting, so I mean, they have to start <laughs> going to new homes. <laughs> and from here, honestly, there's there's basically just a bunch of scenes of them like looking at stuff and like explaining the movie to us, <laughs> scene by scene, and talking about oh these these sacrifices, you know, the, the face huggers, and oh this is weird because of this Still reason. better than Prometheus. Possible claim. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Prometheus was by far more disappointing because I was actually hoping for a good movie when I saw Prometheus. At least people don't like. Well, actually, that's not true. People do touch goo. Hell, the a lot of goo touching. The Scottish guy picks up a like a a, a, a skull and a spinal cord. He's like, "Oh, look at this! It's been this is a, this is another moment that made me roll my eyes." It's like the spinal the spinal col- column has been mo- removed from the body intact, and I'm like, "Yeah, because predators do that. We know." <laughs> like, like tease new things that we don't know about. You know, give us something oh, that's on. actually mysterious. <laughs> well, they do that too. I mean, there's that um, when they first walk into it, and the, the Alexa looks over at the like there's a mural of what looks like crude drawings of a predator and alien fighting and stuff like that. And uh, there's some really cool devices that the predators use. That's new. I love there's one moment where a guy gets like a Batman kill, where they're just walking like in a in a. Uh, some sort of cavern area where there's like statues of predators up above. It's very like Batman hiding as a gargoyle. And then like a, a noose just like picks up a guy. <laughs> he just like walks right into the shimmering noose. Although just to be a nerd for a second, Batman doesn't kill. Just don't to... <laughs> Well, of course, it's not a Batman I, I, kill, I, I but you know you what mean. I mean. I know what you mean, yeah. Jerk. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Uh, nerd. All right, all right. <laughs> Had enough of you. Is it your system? Have you gotten your your snake backs? That I'm done. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, so I mean, a lot of the predator weapons are just kind of the ones we've seen before, like the net, for example. You know, we've seen that before. Which I and I actually think this is quite smart. This is a smart touch. Is that an alien who gets like trapped in one of these nets ends up with like a, a crisscross pattern on on their head from the acid. Which I actually think is really good because it means that there's this one alien that sticks out as being the main alien. We could track him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do think that's actually a smart touch. So you know, credit where credit is due for that. It gives us yeah. one that we can and recognize. I like when the guy gets trapped in the net, also, and like we could see the the effect of the net on a human before it, and it's used on a xenomorph. Mm. Which I mean, I'm fine with that, and and you know, I mean, I do, I do think he dies too quick because it felt like they were building up more character stuff with him. Like, like I felt like him and Wayland were going to clash more, and it was setting up like a whole plot, and then they're both dead like in the next ten minutes. It's really stupid yeah. uh, from a from a writing perspective. Uh, from from a, I, I referenced this earlier, but like in Resident Evil, the 2002 movie, he dies uh, cr- from lasers that sort of crisscross, so he, he gets sort of sliced and diced in a crisscross shape. Mm. So when the net's like coming onto his skin and it's making a crisscross like cutting pattern, I kind of went, "All right, Anderson, you kind of." Yeah, because it's like a metal net that might be heated or something charged, and it it just the the net keeps getting tightened and tightened yeah. and tightened. So, like you could see, he has almost like a pinhead pattern on his head of the crisscross. It just it kind of felt like, oh, we're going to do this because it's a reference to my own movie, and it, it felt like Cameron stroke not Cameron. Sorry. <laughs> So, so apologies to James Cameron, uh, our Lord and Savior. 
Who does like to stroke his own ego? He does, but he's good enough that I don't mind. <laughs> uh, there's only one JC I care about, and his name's James Cameron. Um, <laughs> that was it. Was that a Christ a, thing? That was that was a dig at, at Jesus. Yes, but no, I, I just it felt like it was it was uh, Anderson being a little bit uh, self indulgent, I guess. But um, I guess I mean if you have the same character and yeah, well. I, it could be kind of a an in joke thing. I I don't have any issue with it. Well, I mean, if that's was just his ending, then f- I suppose fair enough. But I mean, you combine that with the problem that it felt like there was meant to be more story with him and like the other character that just kind of like gets cut short. I mean, this guy, I'm not so sure. I mean, definitely Waylon. Uh, but this guy, I, I I don't know. Like he never really felt special from the beginning. He was just sort of the guy who's just like who made the mistake initially by taking the the weapon when he shouldn't have. But like hmm. you understand why he did it. He doesn't really seem like he's that important otherwise. I I mean it's the, I I just mean in the sense that he has this clash with with Wayland about okay what is actually going on down here why what what is this job and why did one of my men it felt like there was going to be more of a clash and he was maybe even going to start backing up alexa more is like no this is about safety now this is about survival this is about this and that um and it just never went anywhere because he just he was dead within like two minutes of saying that line so mm. it, it just it felt like there was potential to do more things with i mean basically all the characters because none of them get enough yeah i guess i i sort of always thought of him as being the guy that was probably going to get killed early because he's the one who made the mistake who triggered it who triggered the whole event I mean, because I, of selfishness too like if i'm leaving here i'm gonna leave with something and he took the he took the idol i mean that that's i guess that's fair i i, I guess I, I i didn't know if i need comeuppance for him just in the sense that like this was always going to start because even if he didn't do that the predators were going to come in and grab it <laughs> and get it all going anyway <laughs> so so sure. so it's not like they were doomed because of what he did he just accelerated the process a bit because keep in mind they weren't in any rush to leave at that point they only started to want to leave because everything started shutting and like things were triggering because of what they did uh i mean i think alexa wanted to go but she was like oh okay we're in you're first you've done it <laughs> let's go now we're yeah. safe uh but everyone else was like no let's go snooping let's go and explore and find moses's dvd collection and other things like that um it's always funny, like that character between that comment about Moses' DVD collection and the, the camera he's using really like times this movie. Like you can tell exactly what era it was made in. Because he's got this little yeah. mini digital camera and I was like, oh, I remember people having uh, them. <laughs> there's there's one thing that I thought was kind of eye-rolling because oh. it, was, it was always pretty dumb. It was actually on their way here, on their way to this location where the Italian guy is like, oh, we call this the the, the moon of the hunter. And Alexa's like, the moon of the hunter, huh? And they all go into like a fake laugh. Like, that's just for, that's just for us. Like, okay, we get it. Like, a hunter moon, like, because predators are coming. I don't know. It, it was so, yeah, it, was it was so dumb. Yeah, God, <laughs> I'm not going to disagree. Yeah. By all means, shit on it. <laughs> I implore you. I have been. <laughs> not enough. I have been. Not enough for my liking. There's not enough penguins. There's no winter gear for the Predator. And that joke was dumb. Like, what more do you need from me? <laughs> Otherwise, the movie's pretty good. Far too defensive of this film. It's obviously <laughs> far too defensive. Yeah, a bunch of characters get killed, get separated. The the floor and the walls start moving and all sorts. But we don't care about that. What we care about is aliens versus Predators. And yes, and the, they do happen. 
they do happen, and you, I mean, you get the poster shot, which is a little bit eye rolly, you know, where the, the the alien pulls the predator in, so their faces are like face to face, and it's like, all right, all right, this is for the trailer. We know it's for the trailer. Um, but honestly, the fight after that's not too bad. I kind of like the alien gets his his tail cut off, so it starts actually using it as a weapon because it's spraying acid, and the the predator mm-hmm. has to like sort of you know dive and dodge, take off his armor because it gets acid on it. Uh, the alien then kind of you know tries to do the. You know, almost like the Michael Myers thing where it disappears and then the Predator's like, okay, I need to find the bastard. Like, he's, he's stalking mm-hmm. me. You know, you can almost feel like we're being hunted and, like, someone can go, clever girl. And, like, <laughs> he's like, so, yeah, the, you get some real personality from the Predator at this point, too. From the Well, all three of them, really. Yeah. Well, I'd say, that, I'd say this is the second one because the first one who dies kind of goes quickly enough that I don't know if you get much from him, but it, you know, it's just because he's first to go. Uh, yeah, I guess it's true. Uh, this one, though, you get a little bit, of, uh, obviously, from him in this fight. Uh, obviously, the final one is the one who befriends, for lack of a better term, befriends Alexa is the one you get the most from because he's interacting with people the most and you see the most of them. Yeah, but he's the one that has the most classic-looking Predator mask, which I I, mm. I don't think is an accident. I think that's like, hey, that's the one people remember from the first movie. So that's the right, one that yeah. we're going to use as the main Predator. I like also that he uses the... the he they use the the xenomorph blood and like body parts all the time like they're as collections to hold on to because they can use them to mark their their helmets or or use as weapons in one case yeah like um you see a lot of that in the fights uh ultimately when alex is like oh in fact this is one of the line that was i hated the most is when not love interest italian guy uh when, when she's saying that hey maybe like you know like these these predators as much as they're big and scary like they have a code of honor and all that and he's like the enemy of my enemy Enemy of my enemy and like i would be and i would have been fine like so i'd have been fine with two options here one he just says the full thing enemy of my enemy is my friend and just sort of goes huh right whatever or he just says enemy of my enemy because everyone knows that saying so you don't have to finish it right but instead he does something else he doesn't do either of those things he says the enemy of my enemy dramatic pause is my friend. <laughs> yeah, like, that made me laugh. We know! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so, she actually tries to, like, you know, because we see predators, you know, they, they operate in some ways that we, we recognize, like, one predator doesn't kill Lance Henriksen at first because he is he's terminate, terminal ill. He's got, he's got cancer or something, they say. And he puts him down and Lance Henriksen basically takes us as pity and is like, oh yeah, you turn your back on me and then tries to set him on fire. And the Predator's well, like... I think he's also trying to distract him so that the other two can escape. Uh, but the, yeah, that's, that's the generous <laughs> take. <laughs> that's I, I what he that, says he's going to do. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I think it's a little bit egotistical. It kind of fits into his character that he has to be the... You know, he's like, no, you won't look at me. Because even when he's on his way down like, and Alex is like, Hey, you shouldn't be going. There's no no place for a sick man like on this this trip. He's like, no, I got to do this. Like, you know, all determined. I need to be first. I need to find aliens. Right. To... Again, another parallel to her father. Yes. Uh, well, the one who, parallel, even though was was supposed to, who was not supposed to go on this trip, but had to get to the top of the mountain, and it ultimately kills him. Yeah. Well, you say another parallel. It's the one parallel. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> the age. this old white man (laughs) you remind me of my father (laughs) well he's kind of like her boss you know 
Yeah, you can he can fill the the father figure role, I think. And also he's he's ill. He's determined to do this even if it does kill him, and in which case and it does, although they do have that line of dialogue previously where he's like where where she's telling her sad story about her father and she says, um, you know, when we got to the top we celebrated with champagne, it's the first time I drank with my dad or whatever. And, you know, twenty minutes later he was dead because of this mistake. And he's What's like, your- well, what do you think? What do you think he remembered? Do you remember? Do you think he remembers the pain when he dies or does he remember the celebration of you? You, He and his daughter like celebrating because they did this big thing together. Yeah. So it sounds like a narcissist trying to justify their actions. That's what that sounds like. Um, well, I mean, it's it's I, I just bring that up because I, I would have wanted. I know you want to speak, but let me finish. I would have wanted the, something else to happen here. Like, OK, so. He's doing this because he wants to, like, save her. But at the same time, like, they didn't have this thing that they shared, like, in that story. Or, like, she could have saved him, like, she couldn't do with her father. Like, that would have been better. Or at the very (laughs) least have them bond more so they like each other. So that when he dies, it means more to her. Yeah, I mean, it is very much like, I'm I'm just going to do this so that you guys can can get away but, but yeah they've not bonded enough yet for this death to like have the impact it does all i was going to say before i was i was just going to crack a joke about how maybe giving someone their first sample of alcohol where they're probably a lightweight because they've never had it before at the top of a mountain before you have to climb back down might not be the best idea <laughs> i'm just saying maybe don't drink and climb down a mountain <laughs> is my my recommendation Climb a mountain first, and then you could say it. <laughs> I've drank at the top of a mountain. It was great. <laughs> I climbed Mount Fuji. It's one of the worst days of my life. I did not know this about you. Yeah. Yeah. You actually went to the top of Mount Fuji. Yep. To the caldera. But did you actually climb, or was it like a, just like a path you could walk up? Oh yeah, they have like these switchback paths, but it, it's a. I did the two day thing, so like. I slept right before the top of the mountain. Mm. Um, I say slept. I didn't really sleep. Um, So you spend like five hours getting to the near the top and then you sleep and then you wake up right before sunrise. So you get to the top and watch sunrise. But it is cold as shit up there and windy and nasty. And I drank sake up there just to warm up before I started my descent. The point I'm making though is you didn't claim a mountain. You, You hiked a mountain. Yeah, it was a hike. Yeah. Um. What, which is not to, any tools well, involved other than a which, stick. To, to be clear, I'm not trying to belittle the achievement. All, all, the reason why I'm pointing it out is I'm just trying yeah. to clarify for my own mind that you're not like got ropes and like you know pickaxe and into a <laughs> like a mountain. You're not you're not claiming like that. No, no. I'm just getting the visual right in my head. You were walking. <laughs> yes, with a stick. It was a walk. I mean, there were some steep parts, but yeah, sure. It was, but, in general, it was just a walk. Walk all the same. Yes, it um, was a walk slash climb. <laughs> it was it was a steep walk. <laughs> there were parts where you had to like grab onto stuff. Yeah, but you had to walk back down. If you if you had to climb back down, I'd have said you shouldn't have had to drink up there. Honestly, like walking back down was like the hardest part because everything was sore from the night before, and like you think it's going to be easy, but it's not because your knees like have to support you going down a really steep mountain. <laughs> it was awful. Anyway. 
What do you want from me? <laughs> what do you want from me? I want me you to stop story? belittling my achievements. <laughs> I was just trying to crack a joke about maybe climbing a mountain after uh, getting drunk. It's not a good idea. That's all I was... That was the, that was the, 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 the entire bread to the joke. Uh, you took it so personally because you sipped some sake at the top of Mount Fuji. <laughs> I did. I'm glad I told that story. <laughs> That's okay. I know what I'm editing out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what? I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, we'll do talk about how uh, the, the Predator and Alexa uh, get to know each other, how they bond. Well, it's because Alexa has finally decided these weapons that we have, we should give to the Predators because the Predator, the enemy of the enemy is my friend. So her and um, sexy Italian guy go to try to find the Predator, the least one that's left. And uh, they do find him only because they're being chased by a xenomorph they jump a bridge she almost doesn't make it the italian guy catches her but gets killed by the xenomorph and then that xenomorph is attacking the predator who shows up and the predator is about to is distracted by her and is going to kill her with a spear but instead gets impaled by the xenomorph i think maybe not impaled but about to be impaled so distracted by the xenomorph, so she grabs the 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 weapon, which is a stick, and the xenomorph goes to attack her, and she kills it. Well, it's the predator's spear she grabs. The spear, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I, 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 mean, I said stick, same thing. <laughs> the spear and a stick are different. One's actually designed for stabbing. <laughs> Uh, what, the pointed uh, stick is a spear. A spear. What, what, what I want to say is that there is a moment though before that where she tries to just sort of like talk to him and he's kind of like, Rrr. oh yeah, she does say, wait, hold on, yeah. wait, wait. Uh, and then obviously she earns his trust by actually sort of jumping in, trying to help, and and and, and helping and to a point. The flame, the flame belch on the shoulder. That's what the weapon is. But then he's like, okay, I guess we're kind of a team now. We can get out of here now that everything's went tits up. He rips off the alien's head and she's like, what's this? What are you doing? Uh, what he's doing is that the alien head is, because it's their head, it's immune to the acid. So it, it can act as a shield. So he makes her a shield out of an alien head and then makes her a spear out of the alien tails. So it's all very, yeah. it's like, all right, now you're ready. Plus it looks awesome. Like yeah. if, if, you were, if you had a video game avatar and you can choose these as your weapons, you would choose them. They look awesome. And it's at this point where I'm like, you know what? Like, I kind of like this moment, and I wish I cared more about this character, because if this was, like, a, an actually good, good movie, like, I would mm -hmm. be so into this, like, pairing and, like, a friendship. That This would be, like, you know, because we did E.T. recently, or if you pick another movie where someone befriends, like, a friendly alien, this is, like, now what if someone befriended a predator and they became, like, honorable allies because they had to survive against a greater threat? Like... I want Arnold and a and a predator to like become best buddies out of honor. Mm. You know, Arnold is supposed to make a uh, cameo in this, but he became governor instead. I I want do I want I want that moment from the start of Predator. You know, Dylan, you son of a bitch, and the two arms. I want that with Arnold and a predator arm. Right? Hell yeah, <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> we can still make that happen. It's not too late. It's not, it's not too late. It's a much older arm now, but I mean, yeah, we can still do it. Come on, Hollywood. Yeah, so honestly, this is the, this is the sad part of this, though. I felt that the first half of the movie or so, or the first two thirds at this point, really, were rushed. I think the problem from this point on to the end, as fun as some of the little moments are, is that I also just wish there was more of, like, 
they almost immediately are at the exit and setting up a bomb and i'm like no give me more of these two having to work together and help each other like give me more of them in combat like helping and like bonding and like learning to trust each other more right because all they do is go to the exit he, the predator plants a bomb and they ride up the thing as the aliens are chasing after them immediately the predator is like oh you have earned the the markings on your on your skin of the of killing an alien with me and i'm like this would mean a lot more if you actually spent more than like you know five minutes together before this point <laughs> i yeah i suppose so like he does the thing where he takes his mask off too so she can see him and he like does the warriors roar or oh, yeah. something at her and she doesn't flinch speaking of how lame is her you, you, you her use of the one other ugly mother effer line oh yeah it's whatever yeah she's because she says it to a xenomorph which it had was, to be in there i guess yeah but... she says it to a xenomorph which is fine because they're ugly too i get it but it just kind of like because this movie i believe was pg-13 and you could sort of tell that they had to cut off the last bit of the phrase you don't hear it hmm. She says, you're one ugly mother, and then interruption. And I, and I watched the unrated cut, which does not make it more, like, R-rated or anything. It, it just, it's just a couple of minutes longer, <laughs> I think. Oh. Yeah. I don't know which one I watched. I think it's the more common one now. I think it's one of these ones where the theatrical cuts just... And no one cares because like, there's so little difference that there's no need to, you know, desire the other cut. Like... It's unrated, but it's still PG-13. Yeah. I mean, unrated usually just means a couple of deleted scenes get put back in. It doesn't usually mean... Ah, there's the, there's the rare exception where I mean, is... we see one chestburster scene where we see, like, the, the spiky hair girl, we actually see something come out of her chest. Um, yeah. But everything else, I think, is just implied. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. I think the violence could, you know, to, to, to improve the action with the humans, like seeing more of the deaths actually explicitly yeah well we see the it. xenomorphs get mutilated and sliced up and stuff like that and it's cool but it's yeah you know, but it's, it's, that doesn't earn like an r rating because it's not humans exactly that's what i'm saying i'm saying the, the humans having more gnarly endings would be would be cool um no one gets their spinal cord ripped out no which, which is just, just makes them referencing it earlier on more lame because <laughs> you, you you're even going to do it, <laughs> it in this movie set up a spinal yeah. cord ripping yeah so they ride the, 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 the shaft up to the the surface as the bomb goes off Hot. and the aliens <laughs> they try to chase after them, don't succeed. Of course, though, uh, just as the Predator is, you know, making his marriage proposal and giving her his mark, uh, the alien queen bursts out and we get our big final. And it is a very T-Rex style sequence of the queen sort of running around after them. But she looks enormous. She looks awesome, actually. There's a couple of nice moments where, like... Uh, you know, she protects the predator. The predator has this great jumping in to save her moment when the camera's looking up at the alien queen. Much like a lot of this film, it's over too quickly. There's not enough of it to make it feel... Because, you know, if you think of the T-Rex scene in Jurassic Park or the Velociraptor scene, I'm just, I'm just thinking of monster movie, like, moments. Like, think of, like, the pacing of those and how they're drawn out. Whereas this is just, like, a very quick rush and then it's over. Um, mm-hmm. or, or, or better yet, the alien queen herself in <laughs> Aliens... And how much it builds and crescendos, and then you think it's okay, and then it builds again, and it's like, oh, sh-. because it'd be even if you only count when sh- shit, I'm I'm here, bitch, at the end, and the when they get back to the ship, even that builds up to like, oh, Ripley's going to come out like a badass with the power loader suit, and it's still like a prolonged sequence of events. Each time it feels like once they say, hey, this cool thing's about to happen, they kind of follow through, and it feeling like it's enough of a big deal. 
Whereas here it's yeah. like jump out, quick running, you know. Uh, so, mm-hmm. And then she gets the uh, the the Danny Glover treatment from the end of Predator Two, where all the predators show up and like give her a give her a weapon, a keepsake. Yeah, they give her. I think his spear. Yeah, because he's fallen. Yeah, obviously it's different from Predator Two in the sense that they're giving it to her here because they recognize her as an ally, as opposed to oh, you well, killed one of us. Well, she's got the mark on her face too, so I think they see that. Yeah, that's like, how they know. Worthy. Yeah, uh, and then they they leave, and I'm like, you know, Samantha Antarctica, she kind of needs some help here. She's like, I know, she's like, can you get a ride? <laughs> yeah. Like literally everything is blown up. There's nowhere for me to shelter. So. I, I wanted to complain about something else. I kind of hate that the movie makes it really obvious that the, the main predator got face-hugged. Because there's a scene where you see the face-hugger coming for him, and it does cut away, but it's like... That was pretty definitive looking that he was about to be face-hugged. So at the end of the movie, when the final scene's the, you know, the pred alien bursting out of his chest on the predator ship... <laughs> I actually forgot about it, though. I, I, like, I was genuinely surprised. Like, why is he still breathing? Like, oh, it's a chest bursting. <laughs> Like, I forgot about the face-hugging moment. Well, I didn't. I mean, mentally, because I remember that this sets up the second movie with the, the Pred mm-hmm. Alien, but um, I, I just, like, I, when that scene happened, like, you know, halfway through the movie, I was just kind of like, that felt too explicit and obvious that at the end of the movie we're going to, like, ta-da! Like, here's your sequel bait kind of thing. Mm. Like, I don't know, something a bit less overt would have been nice, I guess, in that in that case, but I don't know. Everything's just too rushed. Like, this movie is, you know, once you take off the credits, you're 90 minutes, and, you know, Aliens, it's probably most direct comparison in terms of, like, it's, you know, squad of characters and so on. Like, that movie's, like, two hours, 20 minutes. And there's a reason why it's that long. I think the more direct comparison is maybe Freddy versus Jason. (laughs) Well, no, because that's not a good movie either. I'm comparing it to a good movie that actually... Paces out its like sequence, and in this case, it's a very valid comparison because this movie is trying to elicit the same feelings as Aliens did. In many ways, is Aliens is definitely the movie out of Predator, Aliens, and Alien, and any of the previous movies you could compare it to. Aliens is the one that this is definitely the most trying to mimic, and its structure, and its character setup, and how it functions, and not just because the Alien Queen is the big boss at the end. Although that does kind of, you know add to it as well it, like it is the one that it is structurally and conceptually trying to ape the most which is fine it's, it's a good movie to copy like i'm not <laughs> like i'm not saying that's not the way you should copy but it makes it very easy to point at and go well these are all the things that worked tremendously well in aliens and they don't work here so that's we can it's very easy to compare them and say that's why they don't work because you don't set up these characters enough you don't have the slow build of atmosphere uh teasing these things um you don't have you know this that's you know whatever you know we've mentioned a bunch of them throughout the, the course of this so and that, that that is the biggest problem i think with this movie is that it's just rushing through these set piece moments and that you know ties back into that initial complaint of the alien life cycle and we're just rushing through it because this movie is just add and it is no interest in actually earning anything that it does so well there's some decent moments that are kind of cool on their own in a vacuum None of them are really earned, and none of them really feel like they're that important because of that. And so it's a very hollow experience where you'll get some light. If you care about alien and predators as, like, monsters, as designs, and just want to see them in action, you'll get some surface-level entertainment out of this. But that that's it. Like, that that's what you're getting. You're not getting anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, 
What, and the reason why that's a shame, though, is because, you know, the, the three big ones, Alien, Aliens, and Predator, are genuinely well-made, well-constructed, well-shot, solid scripts. Like, they Predator are... Predator cl- I, I do love Predator too. Most people don't hold that in the same esteem as we do, though. Um, but th- those three, like, do actually transcend, and there's a reason why they are classics, and there's a reason why so many people try to copy them, is because they're just great movies that have all these things in them. Whereas this is like taking all the things that are in them, but not being great. So it just feels really hollow as a result. But yes, there's been worse. In fact, the very next Predator movie we're going to talk about, which is a sequel to this one, is like, th- this movie looks like Citizen Kane when you start comparing it <laughs> to AVP Requiem. Boy, I can't wait. If you, th- if you thought I was unbearable in this, if you thought I was ranting in this, just you wait. <laughs> Okay, I'll I'll make some notes about what I liked. Like about Paul Paul, An- Paul W S Anderson is like a crappy music video director who's convinced he's a filmmaker, and that's what I feel like when I'm watching these movies. Is that they're all kind of hollow, right? And some some worse than others, but I I that's generally the feeling I have with all of his movies is that they're all hollow, and I don't feel it for his characters. But it sort of feels like a leftover '90s movie, also with better special effects. But like they 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 kind of feel a lot like this. It's not the worst thing in the world. I, this is the thing. It's it's a bad movie. It's 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 bad for a lot of really generic reasons. It's a very generic movie as well. Like it feels very of its time, and I see a lot of like tropes. You know, well, it's you know, I mentioned the ones from the Mummy, uh, from the previous movies in the series. Uh, just that general desaturated look it has that the two thousands loved having, which just feels kind of boring and dull to look at. It has a, has a lot of those qualities. But it's not the worst thing in the world because not only is Requiem like an absolute dumpster fire and that comes next, but there's even been worse Predator movies than this. There's been worse Alien movies in this since. So shockingly, when you look at both franchises as a whole in one big spectrum, this is like middle of the pack. And that is totally depressing as hell. You should probably just give your rating. Well, I'm going to ask you to do it first. Okay. Look, I'm clearly summarizing my thoughts and feelings here to build up to the ending of this. I know, I know you're getting testy. Like, come on, Pierre, it's bedtime already. Come on, let's let's get on with this. No, I mean that was a bit long-winded, but at the same time, like, you've already wrapped up all your thoughts. I'm sorry, I have passion, Tara. Okay, I'm sorry, I have passion. <laughs> Please, Tara, sum up your thoughts and give your your rating out of ten. Well, I do also think that the movie is. Uh, not just of its time, but like even slightly before its time. Like I do think this comes off very much as like a Deep Blue Sea era film, or it, like it has a lot of the same feelings to me as as that. But it, better special effects. Uh, I think before its time is the same as saying ahead of its time. So I think what you mean to say is it's uh, behind its time. Behind its time. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's that's it's behind its time a little. I wasn't sure what or, phrase to or use. Or even like the, but... uh, I still know what you did last summer. Like those era films, Oofed. they have a, they they have a, they all have the same look. They all have the same kind of general feeling when you watch them. But I do, like if you if you just take yourself out of it and looking back on this movie from, yeah, almost twenty years ago, and <laughs> like I still don't have nostalgia for those times yet. I don't know if it'll ever happen. But 
I try. Like, I, I try to think, okay, maybe there's a charm here. And there is a slight charm. Like, I think Deep Blue Sea has gotten better with age. Oh, Deep Blue Sea is way better than this. Deep Blue oh, yeah, yeah. Movie. I totally agree. Yeah. I, I do think Deep Blue Sea is better. But I, there, I do find that I, I do see a little bit of a, like, oh, it's very, like, of this time. Maybe there's a slight bit of charm there. And I do like a, I do like the way the aliens look. I like the way that the predators look. I like the way they behave. Like every time they're on screen, I do think it's engaging. I think the fights are, are not great, but they're like easy to follow. Um, I'm not like lost when I watch films. Like even today in action movies, I'll be like, I just, I have a headache. Like there's something I, I can't follow along what's happening. There's just too much going on the screen at one time. It's serviceable, um, I, as the way I'd put it. It's not, it's not like stand out, but it's not like. This isn't like an Aquaman situation where I just like, I, I'm so, <laughs> there's just way too much happening here and I'm being put to sleep. <laughs> I, I did enjoy the film watching it again. Like I, I, I didn't get bored. Uh, although I do think some, you're right in a lot of the criticisms you, criticisms you have and I have the same ones. And obviously I have some other ones that I feel more passionately about than you do, such as alternative costumes for oh predators. Um, and uh, I'm still going to give it a six. Like as far as like the scheme, the grand scheme of all these movies and the franchises that have combined, I do think it's middle of the road road. I do think it's still watchable and kind of fun. And uh, yeah, I'll give it a six. You are psychotic. Uh, a six is a positive score. It's above five. Yeah. And I think that giving this a positive score is being far too generous. You're a kind, I mean, don't get me wrong. This is this is why we like you, Tara. This is you're a kind heart, <laughs> you're a kind soul, and you are positivity that is needed here uh, from time to time, no doubt. But you're freaking off your crazy head. Uh, so, <laughs> um, I think I am going to go with a solid three point five out of ten, uh, which is to say, it's not a complete travesty. It's uh, and for for that score, it is it is relatively watchable. But like when you when we talked about it being of its time or maybe even slightly behind its time, a lot of the things that are in this are like things that I am like I, I don't have nostalgia for these horrible tropes. Like I, I'm they don't at all. Like I, I'm glad they're gone. I'm sick of them. Don't get me wrong. There's lots of horrible tropes today that I'm sick of too. Uh, that I'd happily leave behind. But um. You know, and I'll, I'll go on record saying Deep Blue Sea was always better. <laughs> I don't know if that's a hot take, yeah. but <laughs> this is how I feel. So 3.5 out of 10 for me. Um, and that'll basically wrap up Alien versus Predator AVP. Um, I am going to ask Tara to pose for the thumbnail. Um, do you try and do a thing like side on so that we can recreate the Predator and Alien looking at each other and the... Thumbnail, I don't know. Okay, but I get to be Predator. But I'm always on the left-hand side. I should be Predator. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> Alright, well in that case, you want to be looking... Well, it doesn't really matter what side you're you looking at. You can flip it. I can, I can flip <laughs> it if I need to. Uh, but it means you're lower down looking up, though, right? So if you think of that Got shot it. in the movie... Uh... <laughs> Well, you don't have to actually lower yourself. You just have to look up as if I'm higher. I, I can put myself up higher. <laughs> All right. Okay. Three, two, one. Pause. <laughs> I don't remember the predator being so expressive. <laughs> put some uh, mandibles on me. <laughs> he was wearing his mask, was it not? 
I thought I did mask on. <gasps> Put the mask on. People uh, will still know it's me because of the hair. Sure. I mean, I've put, I, I mean I, we've both worn a Predator mask in thumbnails before. I think Predator yeah. 1, you had a Predator mask. Predator 2, I had one. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'll probably just... I can literally just take the profile of the poster mask and just put that on your face. Do it. Genius. Uh, so, yes, uh, I will take this time to thank our Patreon producers. And I'm just realizing that there's a new name to add to this. Ooh. So I'm just, uh... Oh. I'm doing it from memory, so if this is slightly wrong, I'll apologize to that person later, <laughs> but I think it's right. Uh, so, yes, thank you to Tyler Hesson, the Palisades, David Sharp, Board Now, Christopher Moy, David Brown, Al Treisman, and Alison M. Fordyce. This is our Patreon producers for the month. They are all at a higher tier on Patreon. Tara, why don't you tell them all more about Patreon? That's right, Peter. If you enjoy our reviews, please check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV. And if you donate as well as $1 per month, you will get access to bonus episodes. What? Of the Ace. So you can find out what we think of all of our favorite B-movies that are sci-fi classics in our minds, like uh, Robo War, which is appropriate to this film, because that's where you get the Predator knockoff. The Trancer Saga, Free Jack, that was a fun one. Rotor, Extro. I, I feel I'm like, sure all these films people are like, whoa. I feel like you, I'd buy that for a dollar. I feel like you never promote the like the most recent one, which is the, the most the one that you should probably promote the most and say, hey, it's the one That's we just right, did. Peter. We just did what was the movie? The Giver. <laughs> the Giver. I watched it like three times. <laughs> yeah. And I actually I, I did uh more editing with that and added in some clips of the movie which is something that i may be doing in all episodes going forward so uh or maybe just for patreon bonuses to <laughs> entice people uh that would definitely cut down the amount of work you have to do that'd be one a month versus five a month so <laughs> yes plus the occasional screams the occasional screams yes uh, i just did it with old the old the old the m night Shyamalan film old was reviewed on screams that episode i did some editing on <laughs> Very cool. Also, if you donate $5 per month, you will get access to the bonus episodes, of course, but then you would also get access to our... Vote? What are they? Uh, votes. Yeah, for voting. <laughs> you get a vote on an episode <laughs> once per month, and you also get the early access See, to the show. This is why we need to record during the day so that my memory's not... Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, but you get early access to the show by a day as well. Yes. You, you get to be all high Worth and mighty for a day, and then... You need to comment first. Yes, and the public get it a day later. So there you go. That's and there's other things to it, but those are the main ace benefits. Uh, so go go and have a look, see if you're interested. You also support us by liking, subscribing, ding the bell for notifications, all that stuff. Get us uh, on the twitters at streams midnight. So thank you very much for joining us. This has been the Atomic Cinema Experiment. <laughs> Keep watching science fiction and computer. That's also.